0: This episode sponsored by Iron Galaxy. Scream. Scream like a school kid. With Capsule Force, an intergalactic retro anime multiplayer game. Now available on PS4 and Steam. CapsuleForce.com The Tingler.
1: <laughs> the North American Sasquatch. Silent Sentinel of the Woodlands of the Pacific Northwest. These majestic creatures live in silent solitude, evading, escaping, and deluding man's every attempt to corner or photograph them. Until now, National Cryptographic has managed for the first time to capture these elusive creatures in their native habitat. Join us as we explore the world of the Sesquich. Cambridge anthropologist Bryce Jaxter has managed to, for lack of a better word, infiltrate the tight-knit community of the Sasquatch. His diminutive size and lack of body hair have led the elders to believe him to be an immature or possibly prepubescent Sasquatch. While primarily solitary creatures, when these majestic hominids congregate, they are known collectively as a stride. Here we see Mr. Jaxter grooming other members of the stride whilst being groomed himself.
0: Oh, God.
1: Mr. Jaxter is eating large grubs and beetles from the thick, matted matted fur. Oh, that was a juicy. Oh! One of the mature males is now leading him into the brush in an attempt to teach him to move with the silent efficiency and grace that has become the hallmark of the sesquich. Listen closely as the mature male Dr. Jexter has named Bilbo moves through the range of our parabolic microphone. And soon after, Dr. Jexter perfectly mimicking his every move. Here we see the Sasquatch Alpha, whom the Doctor has dubbed Gandalf, teaching him to vocalize, to frighten would be predators, and also attract a mate. Truly a majestic creature. And now, Dr. Jexter. <laughs> Perfect reproduction, as noted that the other members of the Stride are clearly and pointedly avoiding any eye contact at all with Dr. Jexter. With the changing of the seasons, soon the Stride will move on to higher ground, and Dr. Jexter's time will be at a close. But in these short six weeks, the Doctor has become a master of each and every Saswitch skill, and has learned to seamlessly integrate himself into the forest moving with complete silence and blending into any surrounding. Oh! 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 Son of a bitch! Oh! What? Oh, oh hell.
2: Oh, oh, oh s***! Sh- Lenny! Oh, Lenny, it was a
0: dude! Oh, it was a filthy, hairy dude! Son of a
1: bitch! Oh, Unfortunately, without the protective attention of the remainder of the stride, Dr. Jaxter was shot by hunters in the woods Quite painfully in the kneecap and then again in the shoulder for no, swearing too much. Thank you for joining us on this fascinating look into cryptozoology. And please join us again next week on National Cryptographic, where we watch three scientists drown in the search for Atlantis. Son of a bitch!
2: Hey, everybody! Hello. I am David Flora. And I'm Dave Stecco. Welcome to the Blurry Photos Podcast. Yes. Man, we got a barn burner this go-around. We are
0: burning barns and telling yarns.
2: <laughs> That's what we're doing. Uh, I'm really excited. We, we have uh, a guest tonight whom we wanted to talk to a lot earlier, and just because of schedules and stuff, we hadn't been able to get through his book, finally, we have read this book, and I've got to tell you, Dave, I I should have read this a long time ago.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> it's so exciting to have a guest that's a awesome, b knows what he's talking about, c has written not just one but two awesome books, uh-huh. and uh, where was I? At? C?
2: c, C, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, C is not Ken Height. That's,
2: that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I just want to go on and, and launch the old taco rocket here. Do it tonight. We're going to be talking to T. Krulos, the author of monster hunters on the trail with ghost hunters, bigfooters, ufologists, and other paranormal investigators, and also the host slash creator slash organizer of the Milwaukee Paranormal Conference, which we had a ton of fun at last year. I own a very elegant t-shirt. As do I. Uh, So without further ado, let's introduce our guest. Uh, He's a freelance writer and author from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he has written For many publications, including Fortean Times, The Guardian, The Onions A.V. Club, and Pop Mythology, among others, T. Krulos organized the 2015 Milwaukee Paranormal Conference and is gearing up for the 2016 one, as are we. He's the author of two nonfiction books, the first being Heroes in the Night, Inside the Real Life Superhero Movement, and the second being the aforementioned Monster Hunters on the Trail with Ghost Hunters Bigfooters you follow just another paranormal investigators. t welcome and thank you so much for coming on uh, blurry photos to talk to us
3: oh awesome thanks for having me i'm i'm really happy to be here yeah
2: we we are very glad to have you um did i did i leave anything out there have i did i cover
3: <laughs> that that's the basics yeah, for sure. yeah
0: i i would love it if you I were like... if you brought up more things like yeah i'm a little disappointed in here <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh well great well uh how, how have you been since the last uh I mean we we ve- very briefly spoke to you at the paranormal conference uh back almost a year ago a year now. almost
0: exactly yeah actually yeah uh, a
2: year yesterday yeah right yes so yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yesterday was our one year anniversary yeah uh, have
2: you been in that time uh, frame
3: good uh, I've been busy um really busy um working on writing of course and also. Uh, playing the next paranormal conference, which is, it's kind of like a part-time job, you know?
2: Oh yeah. oh yeah. So much.
0: Gosh, we, we did a, a two man live show and we we're like, oh man, it's just so difficult. And I, I, we were talking about it after the show. I was like, what about tea? Yeah. Like, yeah. How do you get that many cats to all <laughs> run in the same direction? Like,
2: whew. yeah,
3: yeah, it it was, fran- I mean, uh, the, the paranormal conference last year, it was great. I, I loved it. But it was so hectic that day i was at some points like literally running around like trying to figure stuff out <laughs> and uh was stressed you know i just wanted everything to, to go smoothly uh but you know at the end of the day i was just so glad that it happened and that there was no major disasters <laughs> yeah and, uh, it, it worked
0: and it was well, yeah it was extraordinarily successful yeah i would go yeah. so far as to say wildly successful yeah yeah it felt yeah. wild
3: yeah, when I when I was first planning it, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Um, there hadn't been something like that in Milwaukee for quite a long time. Uh, there there was a conference sort of like it, and that was ten years ago.
2: Wow.
3: Um, you know, mid two thousands. So I, I when I started planning it, I was like, I'm not sure what to expect. I was hoping maybe a couple hundred people would show up. I was like, that would be cool if we could get like two hundred people, but um, it just it really captured people's interest and uh, we ended up having close to a thousand people show up. Holy cow.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah. I mean, we, we got a lot of uh, traffic because we had a vendor table at, at Mm -hmm. it, uh, which was very successful for us. We got a lot of uh, traffic through there and, you know, we're able to, Introduce some new people to us, I think. And
0: well, we met we met Jay Nathan Couch, that's who we've right. had on the podcast. Uh, we met him at Paracon. Yeah, we uh, made friends with so many people. We exchanged icy stairs with the BRFO guys, who were weren't quite sure what we were there to do. Uh, we had <laughs> we had a, we had so much fun and met so many people that yeah.
2: day. I that's why we're looking forward to to this next one. Just you know, the the amount of people that come in there, not only just uh, people who are. Enthusiastic about this stuff and uh, want to hear more and mm-hmm. and you know want to learn more about stuff, but also you're you're getting some big, uh, pretty big names coming through. So yeah, we're we're very excited. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in in just a bit. I'd like to uh, get into uh, a little bit about you actually, T, before we uh, go further, so that we can introduce some of our listeners to to you and stuff. Now, one of your bios that that uh, I have found. Uh, says you enjoy unique and unusual subcultures uh people and places, which you know lends itself to to writing about superheroes and monster hunters as you've done uh so how how long have you been interested in in that type of subject matter
3: oh i i think my whole life um you know when I was in high school i was a punk rock dude which was kind of an interesting subculture in itself i was way into punk rock and just always had this kind of love for people that had ideas that might seem strange or you know a little unusual to mainstream society so um i've always been very interested in learning about those types of people and and uh, and getting to know them personally you know yeah so um yeah it's something i've always written about in one form or another
2: sweet
0: now, so who were your uh, who were your bands then back then? If you were to like,
3: oh, I I liked a lot of the old school punk bands like Black Flag, Dead Kennedys. Oh nice! I, I had a I had a purple mohawk myself. Nice. And, um, Some D- I little bit of, of a, DRI
0: in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a I was kind of a nerdy punk rock guy. Cool. I was way into that. And other other subcultures relate to that too. You know, I had, I had friends that were goth kids or metalheads, and yeah, all of those youthful subcultures. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and
0: when yeah, when the civil war broke out in the high school, the goths, the punks, the the rockers, <laughs> they all banded yeah, together. Yeah, that was the that was common cause there. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's kind of like with uh, Dave and I. We. We didn't I don't think ever we ever uh, uh associated with a, t- a particular clique or anything like that subculture in in high school. Oh, I
0: did. Uh the oh, born, you were a- a punk? born again born again uh hyper judgmental Christian. That was oh, that well. was my subculture. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that was that's that
2: was my crowd. Well, my crowd was the D&D <laughs> kids, the marching band yeah. and, you know, so like but like uh for for both uh, Stecco and I um we had always had a book or, or two lying around oh, yeah. that you know talked about monsters or um uh, ufo's just different things like that happenings folklore for me mythology was real big i was into and that's kind of how how we got into it too
0: yeah and i think i think you just kind of have it in your dna a little bit and uh yeah. and it, it it's amazing how often we hear this and i don't know how much you have but for for myself and i know other people there's always like those one or two things you just kind of had around the house and you would read them back to front over and over and just kind of because at least when i was growing up you know in the early 80s like there wasn't a ton of literature that just you know a kid in colorado can just get his hands on you know like there was like a couple of books of ghost stories or something you know like like i said like america's uh very own monsters mm-hmm. blew my mind <laughs> god i loved reading that but yeah you would See a couple of things I remember reading Communion because it had the big gray on the front. Very disappointed because that wasn't nearly as juicy as I thought it was going to be. I was like, man, this is just a lot of
2: adult problems. Did you did you did you pick that up as a hyper judgmental Christian thinking it was something else? <laughs>
0: Checkmate. Well played. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, so, yeah, so did you have like a, a favorite particular touchstone? I guess that's what my long self aggrandizing story was about.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, it's great because it, it all kind of plays into stuff that I, I've written about recently, uh, which was I love superhero comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably one of the first things I ever read was I, I, I liked comic books. I read tons of comic books all throughout my youth. Um, I loved mystery books. Uh, I remember when I was really little, there was this series called The Three Investigators. And it was about this trio of of young boys um, who had a secret headquarters underneath a junkyard. (laughs) And they could kind of look around through a periscope. And they had this uncanny knack for randomly running across these weird mysteries that were kind of Scooby-Doo-style mysteries where there was a monster or a ghost... But then it turns out it's just a greedy person who's like <laughs> trying to take control of some real estate or something yep. like that. Just like real
2: life, man. Yeah. <laughs> but
3: I, I just, I was so hooked on those books. I would, you know, sit there and read the entire book in one sitting a lot of times. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. maybe like 30 some books in that series, and, and I, I read all of them. And I also really loved um, any sort of book that had anything to do with ghosts, UFOs, monsters. I checked all those books out from the library whenever I saw them. And I I was really, really fascinated by the books and uh, TV shows like Unsolved Mysteries and stuff like that. Robert Stack um, was
0: killing it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, So definitely, those are some of my favorite subjects Mm -hmm. Uh, comic book superheroes, anything weird, mysteries, Bermuda Triangle. You know, I would read books about that.
2: And did this uh, uh, make you want to write about this stuff, or was it just, did those sort of kind of come together later?
3: It came together, I wrote a little bit about it um, before I got into book writing. Um, Like, I wrote an article here about haunted bars in Milwaukee quite a few years ago. I've always had an interest, but I guess I didn't think too much about writing about it until Monster Hunters came around.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Uh, just briefly, I really wanted to to ask you because i I haven't read it yet, but I'm absolutely going to your book about real life superheroes, yeah, yeah, I mean, now, obviously, from what you just said, I mean you've you you you've got two things that you're interested in growing up, the Paranormal and UFOs, and you you obviously wrote a book where you're spending time with them and and with them as they do their investigations. and the same thing with real life superheroes. how how fascinating is that? I mean, I I think everyone's seen at this point, the, the, it was the documentary on Netflix, um, uh, whose name, of course I can't remember in the moment, but how did you get in touch with them? Uh, how did you, did you, you know, like that's, that's fascinating to me.
3: Yeah. Um, well, I had been freelancing for a few years, just writing magazine newspaper articles. And I, I had this kind of urge to write a book about something, but I was really kind of not grasping anything that, I felt passionate about writing about. Um, so that thought was in my head. And then one day I was reading this column. It's a, it's a syndicated column called News of the Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a local weekly paper, the Shepherd Express. They run that column. A lot of other publications do too. But I would read that column occasionally, like waiting for the bus or, or whatever. And one day there was this this very short blurb that said, it's it's a column that kind of collects blurbs, and, and this blurb said, you know, there's this subculture of people that actually dress up like superheroes, and they try to fight crime, and there's a <laughs> bunch of people doing it. And I read that, and I was like, huh, that's that's weird. And then, like, a few hours later, I was still thinking about it. Like, I was in the grocery store, and I was like, no, that's really weird. What does that <laughs> mean? Like, what were they talking about? And uh, the curiosity got the better of me and I was like, well, you know, if there's someone here in Milwaukee, that would be a great like magazine piece or something. So I sat down on, on Google and uh Googled Milwaukee and real life superhero and this MySpace profile popped up. Oh yeah. This guy called the Watchman. And you know, he had this short blurb about himself and he had like a short video of him talking and in, in his costume and i sent him this message and i was like hey i'm i'm really interested in this i, I want to hear what this is all about and he replied which was thrilling and said sure we, we can meet up you know um i'm not sure where because you know i don't like just hang out in a coffee shop wearing my superhero <laughs> <Right>. costume <laughs> so we arranged this meeting uh, at a a park a city park near my house and It was very cold out and I was walking around this park waiting for him. And then all of a sudden there he was in his costume, like walking through the park towards me. And it's this moment that I can't even really describe, but I was like, wow, this guy is real and Uh he's walking right towards me, and he's dressed like a superhero, (laughs) and I had this long conversation with him that night, and I thought he was a really interesting guy, Mm -hmm. and I didn't quite get everything about it, but I understood a lot of what he was saying about, you know, trying to be inspirational, trying to look out for his neighbors and stuff like that, and I just, uh, to use a cliche, you know, I fell into a rabbit hole (laughs) and was just reading everything I could about these guys, and uh, started meeting other real life superheroes and developed a book based on that. Wow!
0: Ever ever briefly tempted to maybe try <laughs> cleaning up the streets just maybe for a night?
3: Well, you know, I I won't give away too much, you know, <laughs> but there might there might be a, a surprise like final moment in the book,
0: oh, where see something
3: I- like that happens.
0: I was I was already dead set on reading it,
2: and now I'm definitely going. There's
0: no there's no getting
2: around that. Who who was your favorite uh, uh, comic book uh, hero growing up and now, or either one?
3: Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of Batman, uh, which you know that's uh, kind of a basis of real life superheroes. Is hey, Batman didn't have any superpowers, but he was a superhero. So why can't anyone be a superhero? Yeah. So I I like Batman, um, but pretty much any superhero comic yeah I got into a lot
2: of them
0: yeah thank you so much sorry i didn't want to like distract too much but that was going to kill me if i didn't get that
2: question oh out yeah there. no it's, <laughs> i mean it is i, w- I was in seattle uh, uh a couple weeks ago had my eye open for old uh, phoenix jones out there didn't see him yeah. but
3: <laughs> yeah I, I i met the guy uh and went on patrol with him in seattle you?
2: wow yeah. See that's that's what I I love about uh Monster Hunters and this is going to be a great sig. Here right. here, it goes, here it goes. But like Launch it. How how down and dirty you get in uh, the the research going out with uh the paranormal investigators of Milwaukee and um j- going to the different places like you you traveled a lot for for this research, didn't you?
3: Yeah, uh I did for both books. I really think that my strong suit as a writer is not like giving this very um intricate in-depth like academic analysis of something you know i just i don't have that ability but what i think i am good at doing is like meeting people s- convincing them that they should take me out with them while they're doing whatever they're doing and then writing about the experience so a lot of my writing is is based even on shorter articles and stuff is based on my experience like um Trying to participate, uh, yeah, without being obnoxious and getting in their way, yeah, but observing them uh, in action,
0: and and that's a good point. You know, there's so many moments in the book where where you kind of briefly touch on this initial negotiation, yeah. to win their trust or at least win their 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 willingness to kind of suspend their distrust you know enough to you know they, they you don't need them to love you but just you know you can trust me to, to at least hang out with you guys for a little while or there there is there's a lot of uh guardedness in, in in so many of these groups and and mm-hmm. i mean how how was that did you kind of employ the same i mean just just kind of a nice general open demeanor how did how did that work
3: yeah a lot of people i write about i mean um they're not stupid, and some of them have been burned by people in the media before, right? There's, sure. lo- there's a lot of guys who like, just want to make jokes or you know, say this is stupid or crazy. So um, you know, when I approach people, I-, I try to tell them right away. I'm like, "Hey, I-, I don't think you're crazy, you know I mean, people might think I'm crazy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, gen- I'm writing about this because I'm genuinely interested in you and what you're doing. I'm not making a joke about it. Mm-hmm. I think there is some humor in my books, and but that kind of this happens naturally, you know. Oh yeah. So a good example in Monster Hunters, one of the first groups I met was the Paranormal Investigators of Milwaukee, and uh, I think at first they were a little suspicious of me, which they should be. You know, right? I actually get if people aren't a little bit suspicious at first, I, I kind of get a little bit nervous
2: because
3: I'm <laughs> like, you should be suspicious yeah. of some writer who says he's gonna follow you around and write about you. But um, they invited me to go to one of their team meetings. I was like, oh, this is great! It's starting already. I'm I'm gonna just sit in on their meeting and and hear about their latest ghost hunts or whatever. But I arrive there and, and walk in. And then it immediately becomes clear to me that that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is I'm sitting in front of the team, is kind of like a job interview,
0: uh. and,
3: and like they're all sitting there looking at me, and I'm, they're like, "So, uh, tell us about this book that you want to write." And I was like, "Oh, I felt kind of on the spot," and yeah. but I explained to them like as honestly as I could what my ideas were, and how I was I was mm-hmm. really excited to investigate places with them. And fortunately, you know, they, uh, decided to take a little bit of a leap of faith and, and let me join them for a little over a year. I went on probably about a dozen investigations
2: with them. That's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. And, and it's, and I think it's, it's a, a real a compliment to your ability to, to be able to kind of ride that line between, um, you know, just like you said, you know, I, I would imagine a group that isn't at all suspicious, would then make you suspicious a little bit of it right you know and it's to to ride that line between i'm trying to think of the best way to, to phrase this you're you've got enough separation that you're that you're writing clearly uh and honestly about what's happening um v- balanced with a genuine interest in what they're doing but not so much that it subverts or consumes you, you yeah it subverts yeah. how you're writing and that's one of the things I really enjoyed about reading this is that it is a it's a very um not, it's, it's a fun, but also very factual kind of presentation of, of how these investigations went, which I, which I really enjoyed. It was, it's a great style. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I really like to have people draw their own conclusions, you mm-hmm. know, uh, with both of my books, I'm sure some people read the books and they're like, I, I know that for a fact, like my first book, some people read it and they were like, this is awesome. I'm going to go find a cape, you know? <laughs> And some people probably read it and they're like, these people are idiots. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> it's really, uh, I try not to uh, sway someone one way or the other. I'm just kind of trying to present what my experiences were and and uh, reaction to that is a little bit mixed.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that's a perfect way to do it. We, we often yeah. try to do that ourselves too. I mean, every now and then you'll run up against uh, things that are just ri- ridiculous and you can't help but have an opinion on like the flat earth theory. But like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we for for the most part we like to approach stuff with you know I I call it a sense of wonder and also a, a, a good sense of humor about it, but never judgmental right from the the get. You know, Flora is way better at that than I am.
0: Actually, I, as 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 you're describing this, I was like, God, I I don't think I could ever convince people to let me just hang out with them. I, I that you're unbiased. I, yeah, well, because <laughs> like, when I get nervous, I make jokes. It, that's my defensive thing, and so in it in 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 certain some groups it's a huge bonus yeah. and in other groups like like when you're trying to convince people to it's, <laughs> it's a, a gigantic detriment i would never i would never cross that that threshold and so i'm i'm very envious of that that's yeah. that's a good good ability
2: i found it very engaging and and yeah. a, a very fun read i think it it keeps the reader invested throughout um which is in uh, a lot of times it's hard to do when you talk about this stuff because there is a lot of facts you know that go along with uh, trying to to suss out what a paranormal this is, or what a what a cryptozoological that is, and uh, and I think it, it it helps a lot that you actually got in there and um, experienced it yourself, and are just relating those. And I I'm also a sucker for illustrations and pictures, which this yeah. has quite a bit of, so that's fun too. I like uh, the pictures. <laughs> Did you have a, a a goal when when writing this? Uh, any anything specific in mind?
3: Well, you know, it, it, it's funny and I was really lucky. I think more than anything I was really lucky with the book because before I even started like researching who I wanted to talk to, I had this kind of vague wish list of um of things I wanted to do and types of people that I wanted to meet. So, one group so one goal was, you know, I want to meet a local group that I can get to know and join over and over again that isn't too far away. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's possible. And, you know, I pretty quickly found Paranormal Investigators of Milwaukee. And then I was like, I need to find a grandmaster of cryptozoology. And as it turned out, I had actually read some of Loren Coleman's books. Mm -hmm. I'd probably seen him on shows before. yeah, But I hadn't made that connection that he was the guy, I guess. But I did, and um, I contacted him. And same thing, I think he was a little bit skeptical of me at first, and maybe what I was planning to do. But we hit it off then. And I went out to Maine, and I got to visit his cryptozoology museum, which is one of my favorite places on Earth, definitely. And he was really great, because um, he then uh, was the basis for the first chapter of the book. And in subsequent chapters, I was able to ask for his expertise on certain things. So um, those two fell into into place beautifully. And then I had an idea that I wanted to write about UFOs, but unlike the other things, you know, I couldn't fly around Mm. and look for a UFO or like break into area 51. (laughs) So um, I was like, oh, there's gotta be some sort of conference I could go to. So I found the biggest UFO conference is the international UFO Congress in
2: Arizona the and only and Congress that works, that. <laughs> zing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then
3: I had a lot of other ideas. Like I really love the Mothman story, oh, so yeah. I wanted to write something about that. And and
2: you actually went to the to the festival, right?
3: Mothman festival. Yeah, it was it was really fun, really fun. We've I mean, always got to get to that. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. that's one that's on our to do list that we haven't to done yet.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I think uh, a lot of people are drawn to the to paranormal stuff because of the sexiness of the monsters and the 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 scares that go along with it and you know the
0: other erotic adjectives the uh yes, yeah, scary
2: scary the sultry the nature the scariness of <laughs> <laughs> um the you know just the unexplained but y- you chose to focus on the human aspect of it you know the people that uh, are seeking the answers to stuff what made you decide to to tell their story
3: well uh, first, you know, I think it's what I'm best at. I, I really love writing about people. I love being people. Um, like I mentioned, you know, anyone that might even be considered unusual or something. And the other reason is it's a book that I don't think has been done a million times before. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there you can get a bookshelf full of books about Bigfoot cases or, you know, how to look for Bigfoot evidence, you know, there's probably a million books written on UFO cases and ghost hunting techniques, but I, I don't th- feel like there's been a lot of books that have explored, like, who are the people that are doing this, Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And th- that's what I was really curious, was to find out what these people might have in common, if they had anything in common, um, what sort of personalities they had, stuff like that. Yeah.
0: And, and that's, that's one thing that i that I was really interested in. And it seems that in, in many of these, um, you know, subcultures, um, those personalities, the, the same kind of drives that bring them together to find things. I was, I was seeing this kind of pattern of, of internecing conflict in them. Um, for example, you, there's in the, the chapter, uh, there was a conflict between, uh, paranormal investigators. Do you charge for an investigation or should investigations be free? Um, for the uh, Bigfoot hunters, the the Bigfooters, um, are we are we out to kill Bigfoot? Are we out to to just somehow See. prove his existence or not kill him? And and these get very heated. Like that same passion that drove people to spend their time and weekends um, doing this research also sort of drives them at each other at a at a point.
3: Yeah, I, I always I will admit uh, that. I find drama interesting too, (laughs) Um, and (laughs) everyone has drama. I mean, all all groups of people do. Right. right? Yeah. But but of course, you know, if you're dressing like a superhero, or if your life ambition is to find evidence of Bigfoot, it makes the uh, it makes the drama a little bit um, stranger. Yeah. You know. Hmm. So it's it's so funny that these people share this very specific thing, um, but they just sometimes as passionately do not like each other.
0: <laughs> right. And that that's what I found so interesting is that you'd, and, and I guess maybe it's what, what everyone says with, with the, the internet being what it is, that there are more people involved, but there you would seem to my mind, there are so few people that you could say, Hey, this is my team and we go out on the weekends to do this and then have that team fracture. And And I think that you're right. And it's certainly not, just reserved for people who are investigating the paranormal or people who are, are superheroes. I mean, it's it's any group. I mean, yeah. the the My Little Pony message boards. I'm sure fracture irregularly. You know, anyone who's who's passionate. You know, about there's anything. Always a Yoko. <laughs> there kind of is to that, but I think that <laughs> that I don't know. I guess there's almost a degree to which that legitimizes it. Almost that, that there are people that are that passionate about it that they have very strong opinions and they they. I just don't see how you could. Go out into the woods and shoot
2: a Bigfoot, and they're right. You know, I don't see I don't, how you're well, not how, shooting. How do them. you not? Know <laughs> yeah. You gotta have evidence, <laughs> right?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's they're very intense about about these subjects. So,
0: do you have uh, when when planning something um, like the Milwaukee Paranormal Convention? Do you have to take any of those things into account? I mean, having been there and that being my first paranormal convention ever in my life, um, and then you know sitting at the booth and, and meeting everyone largely ignorant of of um, a lot of the big names like there was so much that I didn't know about it and now looking back on it um, d- is that something that you have to take into account or is that well if I'm having this person come I really probably shouldn't schedule this person you know or
3: yeah I uh, well I found out that that is something I have to consider <laughs> oh uh- no <laughs>
2: It's interesting.
3: uh, Yeah, I've gotten more than one email from someone who says, I do not want to deal with this person. I don't want to be near them. Don't schedule us to be near each other. Uh, It's happened a couple times. I think that I really benefit from not being deeply entrenched in those groups because um, it makes me unbiased because I don't know. And you can move
0: from group to group and and that you don't have a a particular dog in either fight or –
3: Right, yeah, I'm I'm totally neutral. Yeah. So So people will bring this up to me. And I'm like, oh, I had I had no idea that you did not like this person mm-hmm. and don't want to be associated with them. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's something I've I've gotten a couple of emails from people and uh, I've I've dealt with it pretty diplomatically.
2: Yeah. In, in, have any of those emails included uh, any anybody by the name? And I'm going to say this in code: Uri Blay Odo's Fay. Has any has that been yeah, one, somebody yeah, has anyone particularly nobody upset wants to work with? about the
0: involvement? No, no no one's trying to throw yeah. down with blurry photos. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Good. Or not. Maybe we're not doing a job No, right? no, no. no. I'm
0: I'm just trying to play along, man. I I I don't want to make
2: any enemies. Right. We're 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 very apologetic on a lot of our episodes <laughs> as it is, but I can't imagine, yeah, just being like, Yeah, we'll show up as long as so and so isn't there <laughs> Overall, I mean, it's, overall,
3: it's been good. Everyone's been great. And yeah. and even the people have been pretty politely just said, you know, I just appreciate it if you don't, like, sit me right next to this person.
2: Oh, uh, like, yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. reasonable yeah, enough. That, like, yeah, sure. You know. Why not? You mentioned Lauren Coleman. Um before, and you've, you've got a, a few, uh, I, I guess I would say big names in in the business, in these mm-hmm. circles that we run in. Uh, of course, you've got author and journalist uh, Linda Godfrey. You've got a little chapter on uh, her. And then um, I, I like the one on Dave Sheely, the founder of the Skunk Ape uh, Research Center yeah. down in Florida. Mm-hmm. I have a two-part question for you. Yeah. Uh, did, did you find it difficult to to get in touch with uh, many of the people that you profiled and hung out with in the book and conversely did you get rejected for uh, interview requests much? Um,
3: there was a, a couple of people that were difficult to get in contact with. Uh, most people fell into place. There um, was a couple of chapters that were based most of the chapters were based on me like having a good communication with the person. But there's a couple right. of uh, chapters where I just kind of showed up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dave Sheely was one. I could not get a hold of him, so I just showed up as campground. And once I was there, <laughs> I told him I was working on a book. I didn't give him details, and he really didn't want to know the details of the
2: book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: so I, I hung out as campground for a while and then wrote that chapter about him. Um, same thing. Uh, the Reverend Bob Larson, I, I, oh, yeah. I tried contacting yeah. him quite a few times, no reply. And then I saw that he was giving a seminar open to the public. And I was like, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. I'm right. go, you know. And, uh, you know, I don't like to do that very often. But once in a while, if the shoe fits, I'll do it. Um, yeah. As far as people telling me no, they do not want to talk to me. Um, yeah, that has happened in every book project that, that I've done, then yeah. I'm like, okay, then I uh, will not talk about you. Or if you are newsworthy, like you've been in the news, I will talk about you a little bit.
0: Right. Like literally about them in the, in the general vicinity there. And
3: yeah, like I'll say, this yeah. is who this person is, but yeah, there's been people who've, who've given me a flat no. And, and that's, uh, that's fine. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Try, try running a, a paranormal slash comedy podcast and getting <laughs> interviews. at Yeah. It it it's a slow, sad, painful process to be like no, 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 not not making fun of you. No, it, it, yeah, n- nope. yeah. Not,
2: mm. not 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 comedy. Okay, but b- bye. Oh, okay. Bye.
3: <laughs> well, I think in any group, you know, you're gonna find people that take themselves a little bit too seriously, and you know, they just don't see the funny
2: side of it. It's true. I mean, we and and it's it is hard uh, coming from our end of it because we're basically Dave and I are just uh, we, we make jokes to make each other laugh. And, you know, I would say, like, less than 1% of the time, we're actually making fun of the subject matter itself.
0: Yeah, it's, I, one thing, one of the things I took away from um, the the paranormal convention uh, last year is, you know, we had done the podcast for maybe three years at that point. We covered a lot of subjects, but again, it was my first time going to a paranormal convention and within the first hour, sitting down and talking to what I, what in my mind, I call true believers of 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 all kinds of things, whether mm-hmm. it be, um, you know, fortiana, uh, psychic abilities, Bigfoot. It doesn't matter. But going okay, this I'm I was so glad to to meet people who who are genuine believers in the thing that they believe in, and and it gave me a better perspective to be maybe maybe a little more careful with with how I treat these things because of their perfectly lovely, nice people. Who really wanted? uh, One of the things that we ran into a lot is because we called our podcast "Blurry Photos," um, people bringing pictures for us to analyze. People thought that we were literally photo analysts for the the uh, the the paranormal. Mm. Um, And and the best you can do is be like, well, I you know try to be as honest as you can and be like, well, sure I'll look, but just so that you know, you know, we're we're not actual professionals at this. Or, um, but yeah, it was it was such an eye opening thing to meet people who who aren't doing don't uh, have a tongue in cheek or a sarcastic take on it. They're not doing anything ironically. They really, they came there to learn more information about the thing they already know is true. Yeah. And that's, and that's an important thing to, I think, respect in, in all of it.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's a really good point. Uh, you know, it's, it's different meeting people in person. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of times I think it's easy. You see something online, you can make fun of it or make fun of someone, but then you, you meet them in person. You're like, Oh, well this is just a, a person, you know, like, like anyone else. So right. it gives you a, a little bit of a different perspective, I think.
2: Yeah. And that's, that's kind of why I, I get bummed out, you know, when we get turned down for an interview, I mean, we've, we've either we'll get ignored, you know, when we shoot somebody an email and say, Hey, we're, we're a podcast. We talk about the unexplained. We have a sense of humor about it. Uh, and I think that scares a lot of people off because, you know, like, like you've brought it before, they might think that we're out to make fun of them or get, you know, get them somehow. Yeah. But uh we have gotten the 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 response of like, no what what do you think my followers would think if I went on something like that? You know, it's like, all right, buddy, all right, calm down here. Yeah. You're talking about Bigfoot, you know. All yeah. like, right. <laughs> so yeah. So the point of all this is thanks for uh, coming on and talking to <laughs> us. <laughs> it's our <laughs> elaborate thank you. Uh yeah, talking about uh, Bob Larson that uh mm-hmm. he is a would you call him a a faith healer? Yeah, um, definitely. De- definitely kind of like a yeah. uh he he likes to exercise the demons. and yes, he does. Um, that was one of my favorite uh, uh, chapters in in the book when you when you went to this thing. Um, <laughs> and I I was just wondering you, you probably had a pretty good uh, uh, idea of what you were going to be getting into, right? Uh, beforehand, I just wondering if did your opinion on that change after having gone through it. Do you, do you think you had had the right idea going into it? Does that make sense? Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh well, yeah. I, I stumbled across him. Uh, You know, I was like, this book could really use an exorcism chapter. (laughs) (laughs) So I just stumbled across his YouTube page where he has these YouTube videos of him performing his exorcisms, which was (laughs) weird enough just to find a YouTube station dedicated to that. And I was like, I cannot even process this. This is so weird. You know, the whole thing, everything about it. So going into his meeting, I knew that's what was going to happen. But, uh, again, it was like being there in person was just – nothing can prepare you for it. It it was intense. (laughs) It was was one of the more intense things that I've done ever probably. And I was just sitting there, like all of my muscles clenched together, like just sitting as still as I could. And, like, (laughs) not saying anything and, like, not trying to make eye contact with anyone. And it was just – it was really weird, especially – when he got down to the exorcisms themselves and people around me started speaking in tongues and wailing <laughs> yeah, and I was like, Oh, I, I don't know if this is such a good idea that I came here. <laughs> you
0: know, <laughs> It's, it's, I, uh, I briefly in, in my, my hyper Christian adventures spent some time at a Pentecostal church that had a lot of that, uh, the, the speaking in tongues getting slain in the spirit and that the demon be gone. And it is, it, it it wasn't until years later that I moved to Chicago that I realized that feeling is like being in the audience of an improv show where you're like, please just don't ask me to do anything. Please don't ask me to do anything (laughs) Oh, here. They come. Yep. Okay. I've got to do the thing now. And uh, yeah, it is, it is, it is a powerful experience, but not in the way that they intend it. (laughs) Even, even at the time being very thoroughly involved in the faith myself, even then I was like, wow, this is really freaking me out Mm. because it is. And, and if you're, if you're of that faith, if if that's how you roll, you know, it's a very joyous, fun, relaxing thing. I came from a very quiet Presbyterian church where it's just the quieter you are, the better you were at it. And yeah. And yeah, that it's it that's a heck of a an experience.
3: Yeah, and the I mean the energy in the room, there's a he's screaming pretty much for half <laughs> the thing. He's yelling, people are crying, you know, people are very emotional, and it's uh you kind of absorb all of this intense emotion. It's just I did not know how to deal with it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh one one of the things I like uh in the book also you you've got this great touchstone of coming back to your experiences with the the paranormal investigators of Milwaukee and having having never done that before um yourself what did you learn from that uh that almost year with them?
3: Um they were an interesting group because they're very skeptical by nature. They're one of the more skeptical groups that I've encountered. Since, uh, and I, I found that to be very interesting, um, you know. And when I when I started, I had no idea. I'd seen ghost hunters before, sure. but I remember the first investigation I joined them on. They wheeled out about nine industrial suitcases that were filled with. Gadgets, you know, cameras, audio recorders, EMF detectors. And I was like, wow, I have no idea what any of this stuff does. <laughs> yeah. I have no-
0: but I am impressed.
3: <laughs> yeah. But um, that was really fun to me. One of the things I love learning about people as I'm writing about them is all of these groups kind of have their own lingo, you know, they have their own vocabulary, um, mm-hmm. they have their own sort of inside jokes that you learn as you go along. So, I mean, that's something. Are you
0: describing the podcast right now? <laughs> or <are> you? De-
3: <laughs> it's, uh, it's fun to learn about all those types of things. And as far, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect. Uh, but they, they warned me right away that a lot of our investigations, sitting in the dark, nothing happens. And, yeah. and that's what happened. But, you know, then when there was some weird stuff, it made it all that more interesting, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I found that uh, particularly interesting in that they they went about it as scientifically I feel like as as you probably can you know with something that nobody knows how how the field works or they're just making it up as they go along it's but it's like they try to have things very controlled you know the environment uh, as much as they can you talk yeah. about them tagging the the yeah um evps and stuff
0: replicating yeah using the same processes time and time again to make sure that there's consistency
2: and they were very um they chose carefully who they investigated and 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 the the claims of different people right they they would only go to certain houses and Mm -hmm. i I mean i think it's a it's a point in their
0: you know in their favor absolutely and i think that's that's that indicator that they're taking it very seriously and and that they're you know they don't they, they don't want to leave
2: loopholes, you know, in their own work but I, sure. uh, you know, that's, that's just good craftsmanship. Yeah. I love the last two chapters of the book. I, I think they were my, my favorite. One of them deals with a possible demonic possession and the other one is the, the haunted bar in my home state actually. Oh yeah. And they, uh, they definitely gave me some heebies and may, maybe one or two jeebies too, <laughs> but yeah. In the, in the case of the bar, uh, can you give us a little taste of, uh, of that experience and uh, any thoughts you have on it?
3: Yeah. Um, Bobby Mackey's Music World, uh, notoriously haunted honky-tonk in Kentucky.
0: I love the name alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: it's, it's run by a country musician named Bobby Mackey. Interestingly, he's not much of a ghost believer himself. And uh, in fact, for a long time, he was kind of resistant to having groups come in there because he's like, I want my bar to be known for world-class country music and and not ghosts. <laughs> but then uh, someone, I think, put in his ear that ghost hunting groups would pay him a pretty decent amount of money if he would let them hang out in his basement overnight. He's like, go for Why it.
0: Why not both? Yeah. <laughs> ghosts and country music.
3: Yeah. So, it has this uh, reputation and lore to it. You know, there's all these stories about all these gruesome crimes that have happened on the property. Um, A lot of groups, uh, you know, like Ghost Adventures, the show Ghost Adventures, their uh, first episode took place there. And a lot of their members claimed that this was a life-altering experience for them. uh, And not in a good way, really. Like, spirits followed them home. Uh, cause chaos in their personal lives and stuff. And PIM, the Paranormal Investigators of Milwaukee, they're, they're commonly just called PIM. They had been there for the first time shortly after I met them. I was not with them, but they did mm-hmm. this road trip where they went to Bobby Mackey's Music World and uh, a couple of other notoriously haunted places like Mansfield Reformatory mm-hmm. and... um they had an experience when they were investigating Bobby Mackey's where one of their members was kind of picked up off the ground and shoved into a wall of the basement, Jeez, uh, which more than one person saw this happen. Uh, the person it happened to was very frightened and for them to say, I don't know what happened here. And it was really weird and kind of freaky was very interesting because as we've discussed, you know, there was such a skeptical group. So yeah. um, I was like, they immediately started planning to go back because they're like, "This is the spot, this is a hot spot." And I said, "I want to go with you <laughs> so uh I was travel I went to Mothman Festival and I think one other spot, and then I met up with them and we we did an investigation of Bobby Mackey's, and yeah, it was, it was a creepy place um i I will say that, and one other member the same member who had been shoved when I was investigating with them. This really, we were sitting in the dark and, and she starts kind of crying and says that she's gone blind and she can't see. And, uh, you know, her teammates like, well, it's dark, you know, and you can't see anything. She's like, no, I mean, I've gone like blind and, uh, someone turned on a flashlight and, and shined it in her face and she looked very terrified and her eyes were kind of this not looking at anything in particular. And she said that she lost feeling in her hands and I don't know. It was a freaky thing. I mean, like I don't know what I don't understand what was happening, if it was a, wow. a ghost issue or if she was having some sort of mental uh, breakdown being in this weird place. But it was definitely a freaky thing, and uh, I guess a, a cool, frightening experience just to be able to investigate this place um, because yeah. it is so famous. In you know, there's I don't know. I'll say maybe a dozen places across the United States that are like, here's your top 12 crazy haunted places in America. And I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sure like lots and lots of people would put Bobby Mackey's on the short end of that list. So, oh, wow.
0: It's also uh, a, a fun juxtaposition because yeah, like, Oh, well, you know, this reformatory, Oh, this used to be a sanitarium. Yeah. And then there's Bobby Mackey's Music World. Yeah, (laughs) it's a honky tonk. Yeah,
3: Yeah, it's such a classic honky tonk. They have a a mechanical bull you can ride there. Um, You know, they're only open on the weekends, and people kind of throw peanut shells on the floor and drink beers and and do. They have line dancing classes. So um, it's kind of a random spot, but.
0: We'll definitely have to
2: add that to our road trip list. Oh, yeah. I I may not come back out. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I mean,. Could you imagine something scarier than than being picked up by an invisible force and thrown against the wall while Shania Twain is playing above <laughs> you? Like, I I'm gonna get picked up by a mechanical bullet thrown against <laughs> a wall. That's, true. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, That's yeah, that was a that was a great uh, chapter. It didn't help that I was reading it at uh, like two in the morning, but like yeah. <laughs> what it, what was your favorite experience that you had writing uh the book? Anything in particular?
3: Oh, I, I liked a lot of it. Um
2: turning in the finished manuscript that's usually a pretty good part of the process that was a good part
3: yeah it it was a it was kind of i think i wrote the book all together in about 15 months which is pretty short to do all that travel and then make sense of it and try to write it out but you know i loved visiting the international cryptozoology museum was a fun experience Mm. Uh, some of the experiences like bobby mackey's were were weird there's also uh, the chapter I i went out big footing uh with, yeah. with Jim Sherman. That was a very weird experience. Um
2: that was in Michigan, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, middle of Michigan.
0: And that that one I was one thing I enjoyed because you kind of got like half access. They were like, Well, we're not gonna bring you with us, but I do know where you can go and I know a nice guy to take you there.
3: oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim's a great guy. Um yeah. So I had a, I think I have a really good mix of fun experiences and weird experiences and uh, getting to know people, some of their stories. You, you were mentioning that there's a chapter where one of the members of PIM was investigating this alleged demon possession, mm-hmm. right? which was weird. But uh, the guy, John Cron, who I write about in the book, also had mm-hmm. this really kind of movie-like backstory where uh, he was a former police officer and um, he was badly injured because he he saved someone from a, a her minivan had been stuck on some train tracks so he ran over and like pulled her from this uh, minivan that got hit by a train and was badly injured in the process and uh, that had some effect on him having an interest in you know the afterlife and stuff like that oh, so yeah hearing people's personal stories like that was just really interesting.
0: Hmm. Do you feel, and uh, your personal belief in, in the paranormal and um, in any of these individual, I mean, it's, you, you can't lump it all together. They're very different things. Do you feel like your experiences with these groups kind of moved your barometer at all on, on those at all? Or.
3: Yeah, it's weird because I thought for sure something like that might happen, but I think what happened was my belief in some stuff kind of rose a little bit. And then there was some stuff that I maybe like became more skeptical of along the way. Mm. Like mm. it just kind of, it, the balance changed a little bit, but just kind of shifted around. So, yeah. mm. you know, there was a lot of theories and stuff I hadn't heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, it did overall though, it did open my mind up uh, a little bit more to possibilities of other stuff.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I've got one last uh Uh, Question: Do you do you consider yourself to be uh, a a true believer of any of those phenomenon?
3: Um, I would say that I'm still pretty skeptical about a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I mentioned when I was young, I used to love those books and I I believed them because I'm like, well, it's written in a book, it it must be true, right? But then as I got a little older, you know, I became this kind of skeptical punk rock teenager, and um, and I was also interested in journalism which is really the art of skepticism in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm pretty skeptical in general, but I'm I'm open to possibilities. I don't claim that I myself would have the answers to the secrets of the universe. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff out there that I don't understand and I feel like probably no one on earth understands completely. Yeah, sure. So, um, I'm definitely open to some stuff more than others, but
2: Yeah. It's, it's kind of how, yeah, how we it's Yeah, that's are, exactly where we landed on yeah. that.
0: Like, I think, what was it we were discussing one day where um, someone, one of our listeners asked us what paranormal experiences we had had, and we were we both kind of landed on, like, well, I really want to have one.
2: Yeah, we <laughs> haven't really had a, a good one, but it'd be fun to. Yeah. <laughs> are you currently working on anything that you can tease or comment on?
3: Yeah. Um, after Monster Hunters got published, my publisher signed me up for a third book, which is great. Nice. That's yeah. always great. Yeah. I'm working on it right now. Um, the working title is The End A Journey Through America's Apocalypse Culture. And uh, it is about me speaking to a wide variety of people and how they think the world might end and what they are doing to, pre- for some of the people, how they're preparing for the end of the world. So okay. I'll be consider
0: talking consider that pre-purchased by <laughs> <Yeah>. me.
3: <laughs> so I'll be taking it from a uh, religious angles, scientific angles. I'll be talking to, to preppers, you know, sure mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're familiar with them. Oh yeah. And, um, it's fun. It's going well so far. I've got some good stuff
2: already. Oh, that's, that's awesome. exciting. I, I cannot wait to read that. Yeah. I, I, Dave and I both, I think have a uh, bug out bags. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, who wouldn't? Uh, I, you you always make the good point though. Like Dave, Dave has a, a gas mask, like a, a real nice gas mask. A, a friend that... of
0: mine is a, a police officer, and the, their department was like swapping out their gear for new gear. So he was like, "Well, here, I just he had an extra gas mask, and it's really nice military grade." And <laughs> and I was like, "Oh man, this will be so great if things go south." And I realized I'll be the only guy in a five mile radius with a really nice gas mask. So I'll be the first
2: guy to get his head bashed in for his gas
0: mask. <laughs>
2: There's that and, and, and you make the, the point. I thought, I thought it was a great point. Like if the world's that bad at that point that, that you, you would need a, a gas mask or you would die. Why, why even go yeah. <laughs> give it to somebody else? <laughs> why even try? Well, that's great. Yeah. that That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah. It,
3: it'll be out um sometime in two
2: thousand seventeen. So sweet. Awesome.
0: Well, hopefully we can have you back on to talk about that because I will be reading that the, the nanosecond it comes out. Yeah, man. Because I are you are you familiar with uh the author Mary Roach?
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I there's a I there's a, a really fun uh to my mind, uh you you guys kind of hit on that that kind of same like thorough investigative but like in fun topics. Uh, kind of like there's a lot of similarities there that I really enjoy. So I'm, so thank you so much. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: So, uh, can you tell our listeners, uh, how they can find out more about you and, uh, you know, more importantly, where they can get a copy of monster hunters and maybe some, uh, info about the, um, 2016 paracon.
3: Yeah. Um, my personal site is just my name, com. Uh, you can find, there's a tab where you can find more information about my books, um, I have any upcoming appearances that I'm doing on the website. Uh, I have a blog, which I, I don't update as much as I would like to, but I do occasionally. will post links to stuff that I've written, like articles and stuff. Um, the Milwaukee Paranormal Conference is happening October 15th and 16th at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee campus. We've got really good space there. And they can find tons of information, including uh, a link to tickets, at com.
0: awesome yeah. and and uh just to make it clear so that that website it's t-e-a-k-r-u-l-o-s dot com mm-hmm. uh t t is in the beverage yeah not the initial
2: right so is it is it going to uh uh cost to get into the conference or is it like last year where you just kind of have won a head count
3: uh there there is a cost to get in it's um it's extremely cheap this year uh it's going to be per day, or you can get a two-day pass for $15. And then there's like a $25 level ticket, which will get you in the conference. And we're going to do a big after-party Saturday night. It's going to be like a masquerade ball-style after-party. Count me in.
0: (laughs) I'm going to get so weird. And uh, here's another pro tip for anyone uh, seeking to go. If uh, this year they have the the glow-in-the-dark t-shirts again buy early my <laughs> biggest regret is that oh, i was gosh. like i'll have time i'll come back later
2: <laughs> so yeah if you want to glow in the dark shirt you buy it when you get there do you uh, uh who, who are going to be some of the uh the big names uh coming to the conference this year dave Stecco, david flora <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah absolutely um well you know we talked about um, on, on the show here uh lauren coleman is going to be a guest which is great very exciting um, awesome yeah. Linda S. Godfrey is going to be a guest again this year. Mm-hmm. She has a new book that's coming out just a few days before the conference. So wow. I'm excited to see her presentation and people have a chance to buy her book. Um, we have a guest. Katrina Weidman is one half of the stars of Paranormal Lockdown. It's a, a new show. Uh, the other person on the show is Nick Roth from Ghost Adventures. So that show has been very popular. So um, we're kind of glad that we booked her early because I think uh, she's going to be a very popular conference guest.
0: Cool. Awesome. We're
3: doing a great, this is kind of unique. We're doing a Roswell debate. And uh, we talked a little bit about drama earlier. There's two <laughs> UFO researchers who don't quite see eye to eye. So they're actually going to have uh, your standard debate where they talk. Page oh. match. <laughs> well. yeah, yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That it's look- very interesting, that. I think. I'm going to ditch you at the, bo- at the at
2: the table for that one, Flora. All right. <laughs> um, I'll get us more listeners. <laughs> you go, you, you you go watch, have fun. You go watch them beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> and then
3: we've, we've got a ton of other guests, uh, a lot of people from the Midwest who are talking about um, local ghost stories, stories. Um, UFOs, we've got cryptozoology people there. It's a, it's a pretty good lineup. Um, pretty solid I think.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah it it has exploded uh, uh in the one one year that you've uh, Yeah well started. done T well done indeed yeah. Well uh we had a a blast talking yeah. to you thank you so much for for coming on and, and talking to us Thank you and I'll be uh, bringing
0: my copy for signatures yeah.
2: come October don't you worry
0: Cool <laughs>
2: cool <laughs> Yeah so uh, uh I encourage everyone to go check out uh T's website mm-hmm. and more importantly go reserve your ticket for the uh, paranormal conference in milwaukee yep. this october once again uh thanks for for talking to us and we had a lot of fun and and we're glad that uh, uh you gave us a shot yeah
3: absolutely <laughs> oh i'm glad you guys are back that's really cool yeah
2: yeah absolutely all right right, well, we'll talk to you uh a little later then
3: indeed awesome thank you have a good night guys you right, too take you. care t
0: There you go, man.
2: Yeah, how about that? That was that was a lot of fun. He's that, a great guy.
0: He is. He is super awesome. And God, he does. He picks great subjects. I I enjoy that man.
2: <laughs> a lot lot of fun to talk to. We are very excited about the this year's Paracon. Of course, we're going to have the Gooch there. I'm yep. Sure.
0: Well, what's in Gooch territory? That's right. Listen, I got a day job, but my passion is hunting Gooch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my other passion is? What puns? Ah!
2: Uh, I got a couple.
0: Oh, so do I. You know, uh, T actually is, had written uh, an initial book for ESPN You know, earlier in his career that I don't think he was that happy with, so he never talks about it anymore, but he was looking at the uh, prevalence of importing uh, European soccer players into the NFL, you know, to, to be used as place kickers and extra point things, but also whenever you miss the third point conversion, yeah, they're the monster punters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was an easy one to sniff.
2: What you got, Flora? So there's a uh, there's a cryptid you might have heard about lives oh, really yeah uh, lives in the swamps of Florida that people think exists because they've heard vague sounds of the Ramones and the clash in the woods and mm-hmm. they've caught glimpses of a mohawk gliding through the water. What? Yeah, it's the punk ape <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Did you hear about that new uh, uh, two-man theater production? That they've been uh, putting on in Wisconsin, um, you know, just just in the just in the biggest city there, the the concept is a really good one. Is that they took two classic uh, Star Trek villains and put them on stage as though they were having a series of discussions with each other, but here's the twist: they're the same villain. uh Oh, it's the Milwaukee pair of
2: cons. <laughs> is nailed it. I did nailed it. I, I've got a a, a book. It's a, it, it's a little harder to read because it's mainly about uh, you, you know some it's it's got some topics of of horror in it, but it's mainly the horrors of the Viet Cong. Oh, okay. It was uh, I think it was written by Christopher Walken actually. Oh, where he goes out on ghost investigations, but the locations that he picks from are selected via a, a Russian roulette uh, type. Oh yeah, it, it's monster deer hunters.
0: Whew. I got it. I got it. I was like, how is he going to? Oh, <laughs> well played.
2: Boy, that was harder than it should have been. Um, <laughs> so them's puns. Them's uh... puns,
0: And you know, when it's time for the puns to end, then we meet our brand new friend. Listener mail. Listener mail. Listener mail. Listener mail. Ain't nothing new. <laughs> but Mr. Mail. About listener mail.
2: Listener mail! Listener mail!
0: All right, I'm going to kick this off. Kick it. Got an email from Josh. Hi, Josh. From the Rumor Flies podcast. Yes, we met Josh. Yep, yep. Josh and Ryan. Ryan and Josh. Josh and around about Ryan. (laughs)
2: That's right. And I I think I mentioned this, that
0: Josh almost murdered me.
2: Oh, you did I don't know if you did. Well,
0: mention it again. I will. uh so um it <laughs> turns out talk about like you you meet your fate on the road you take to avoid it. That's car,
2: baby. Yeah.
0: I had to uh, I was running a bunch of errands the day of the live show riding around Chicago on my bike. At one point, uh a car almost hit me. And uh but not like really close. It wasn't even close enough that I like turned and yelled the s- swear words which I'm doesn't take much. <laughs> But I just was like, oh, that car's getting a little close. I need to get out of there or whatever. Long story short, at the end of the day, we were sitting at a bar. It's like one thirty in the morning, just shooting the s***, and we finally work out that it was uh, Josh and Ryan, who had come all the way to Chicago to see the live show from from New Orleans. Yeah. We're driving around in their rental car, looking at the GPS, not noticing how close the cyclist was, and we worked it out because we realized, because they remembered it as well. Yeah. They had almost hit me riding my bike through Chicago. <laughs> Nuts. Yeah, that, that would have been hilarious <laughs> and tragic. Uh, anyway, uh, Josh writes, I um, uh, just want to say thanks again for a wonderful time at the live show. Thank you, sir. Yeah,
2: thank you. Uh,
0: if you guys keep doing them, Ryan and Josh will definitely keep coming. Wow. Thank you
2: for that. That's a trip now.
0: Absolutely he writes before i get to my puns i just wanted to apologize to dave for almost running him over the day of the show glad we narrowly avoided r- ruining the fun before it started actually that would have been like such a great like circuitous time loop yeah yeah i would have loved what it what a friggin except small for the world death story. story uh oh now it's time for some puns
2: oh
0: uh have you guys heard about what the national institute of health has been doing no their recent campaign <laughs> of trying to get children uh to eat healthier has been going great but they needed a way to reach younger people. Recently, they've teamed up with Nickelodeon to bring back the old shows from the nineties as a marketing tool for this. It's called Keenan and kale. Oh, oh. And how about this, Flora? Have you heard know. about the new science information on the flightless birds? No. <laughs> oh, I like that so much. It turns out that they were a lot more complex than previously thought. And it actually migrated to much further North, despite their lack of ability to fly. Scientists say that this new information leads them to believe that these birds explored the unexplained and hopefully can explain the unexplored. They're blurry dodos. (laughs) Yeah, I think Flora and I are the blurry dodos. That's true.
2: Thanks, Josh. We're going to be going extinct sir. Oh, they'll (laughs) make soup of us. Uh, Josh and Ryan have a podcast, Rumor Flies. You should check it out. Please check it out. um, Please
0: check it out.
2: (laughs) I, I just I,
0: want you to check it out.
2: I haven't uh, <laughs> had a chance to mention this yet, but they and we are part of the Dark Myths Collective. It's a podcast collective of uh, podcasts that have a similar uh, interest as as we do. Yeah. Weird. Uh, we had
0: to do some dark shit to be allowed in.
2: Weird weird dark tales, history, shit. audio dramas, all kinds of cool stuff. It's got, uh, if you go to darkmyths.org, you can find uh, your new favorite podcasts there. I guarantee. If you like what we do, you're gonna like what they do. Yep. And and what they do is what we do, and what we do. I mean, we're 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 new members of it. So yeah. We're, we're happy. We're to the new kids. In, so we got something to prove. Yeah. And we're gonna find the, the
0: toughest podcast and punch them in the face. Then they'll go. I like you, kid. You got moxie.
2: And then we're gonna take over the store and uh, and run it for the mafia.
0: Oh my god. And Laura, then, no, I I just then, wanted to get along with him. we going to run
2: for Congress. Laura, stop! And then we're going to take over the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's a monster.
2: Dave, the results are in, and the super <gasps> delegates all changed their minds. Oh, no. Yep, they are <laughs> now supporting the zombie master.
0: Oh, welcome back, zombie master.
2: <laughs> he says, listening to the live show, and I really hope you made sure to check Greg's ID. I'd hate to think you were duped by his doppelbacher. <laughs> Thank you, zombie master. He's got to be busy this time of year. Is it um,
0: uh uh festival season? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you're still listening. Yeah. High five. Seriously. Got one here from Kate. Kate writes, "Uh hi guys, just listened to the artificial sweetener episode and was wondering if you'd heard about a new type of artificial sweetener that has been found to cause intensely vol- voluminous hair, dramatic pauses, and or a predisposition to answer every question with the word." Uh, oh, I might know where this is going. It's called Giorgio Sucralose. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Kate.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Great. Sucralose sound.
1: Is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is.
0: Yeah, that's Great. the real Kate. stuff.
2: Great, Kate. Kate. Laura. Heard from Lex. Nice. Love the... Aerial Mysteries episode, uh, and has a little bit of a contribution on the topic. Bring Uh, it! Saying, during the war, the Royal Air Force went back and forth on the existence of a German weapon they called scarecrows, a sort of explosive device meant to resemble a crashing or exploding bomber. It was claimed that this was a sort of demoralization technique, but most believe now that this was uh, simply a way of coping with the intense shock of seeing Allied craft go down, which is to say these scarecrows were actual planes getting shot down
0: Ooh, that yeah. makes that makes a very sad dark sense yeah yeah
2: right Ugh. yeah so uh so thank you lex yeah thanks lex Woo. nice bit of insight there yeah.
0: uh i got one from kyle b uh, mm-hmm. brother to scott b <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah you guys can fight over it <laughs> champion of the pun <laughs> and kyle b's got puns oh okay says hey D D." How have we never gotten that before?
2: I say it all the time.
0: Yeah, well. <laughs> writing you again with a pun and a lame superpower. As you, Oh, careful. As you may or may not have known, Prince had a secret documentary shot by Kevin Smith oh, yeah. and a secret autobiography he was writing. But what few people know is that he also filmed a full-length movie. In the movie, Prince gave up, uh, gives up his music career and decides to take up painting, but he realizes too late that he has mixed too much thinner into his paints. Watch Prince's frustration in a film called Purple Ran. (laughs) Purple Ran. Uh, How about some lame superpowers? How about them? Uh, The first one is uh, clock manipulation in which the hero can't actually change the time of day. Rather, adjust a timepiece without actually touching it to display a time 15 minutes sooner or later. Hmm. That is just painfully useless. (laughs) Uh, The (laughs) second, unless... oh. Unless you are trying to get out of a court-mandated mandate- counseling session and you can be like, oh, that's time. I got to go now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, haven't we all been there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid yeah, anger mandate. management. Uh, the second, uh, daylight manipulation. Uh, again, not actually changing the time of day, just altering the sun's light so it appears earlier or later in the day. F*** you, sundials. That is, those are... Utterly useless. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle B.
2: Thank you, Kyle B.
0: So there you go. That's yeah. your listener mail.
2: That'll do thank it. Thank you everybody
0: for writing. Thank you for any one time beatings donate on the donate button, but also thank to to all of those digital bullies who have decided that each and every month you're going to be shaking down some kid for his lunch money and
2: giving it to us. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. You're the best bullies.
2: You are. And I know it's the the five hundred dollar goal has been reached and and not reached, and so sorry for any confusion. <laughs> we haven't we haven't officially reached it yet. Yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll tell we're you. Close. Yeah,
0: we're already so, working on it. I mean, it's it's a low grade inevitability because you guys are magnificent. So thank you for that.
2: Keep in mind though, for a five dollar pledge, you will get uh, an extra sold, uh from us each month. Yep, and for twenty dollars, you get to hang out with us. Kiss our sisters. You can kiss your sisters. I don't care.
0: <laughs> we both have sisters. That's more accurate than I meant it to be.
2: Um, S- sorry, sis. But we do. We'll we'll do a live uh, hangout on yep. the old Google Hangouts. And yeah, we've we've videoing. proven
0: that that can work no matter where we do it.
2: Yep, yeah, that that works. And
0: yeah, yeah you, check yeah, out Patreon. Check we got out. we got a glorious list of free sh. You get. Well, it's not free, but you get it.
2: Um, you get it. You're gonna get it. Real quick, want to throw out there that the winner uh, of the sweepstakes for the miscrypted Contest, Matt, has uh, been notified has by duly
0: notified professionals.
2: And and accepted.
0: Yeah. So if you're wondering
1: if you won, then you didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
2: Sorry, everybody. <laughs> That's
0: kind of how that one works out at this point.
2: It's kind of how we feel. How you feel is how we feel when we send that email out to
0: <laughs> I know. Listen, I'll... Uh, as soon as we win one podcast award, I'll I'll curb my disdain for contestery.
2: But until then. We're up there for two right now. Yeah. We, you know what? I've submitted parsecs. Now, nice. all, uh, all, all the votes are done for the podcast awards. We wait till the end of the month to see what's going on there. And I mm-hmm. think August for parsecs. So,
0: yeah. We're going to win
2: them all. There are no it's real podcast out
0: there. 2016s are. Yeah, No, There's a bunch that you have to pay money to. That's a scam. Mm-hmm. Those exist. They're bullshit. They even have to put videos up explaining how much better my life got ever since I won this contest.
2: Ugh, terrible. It's the secret. And their secret is ask for money.
0: Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we'll be hosting our own podcast awards. We should. We should just do it. Yeah. Any podcast that can afford the $500 entry fee, we already know you're some of the best and the brightest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. So that's 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 a little bump for you. Yeah.
0: Uh, thank you to the Chicago Podcast Cooperative and all of the glorious podcasts to be found there. And uh, also, don't forget the venerable podcast. AudibleTrial.com slash blurry photos. Get yourself a free book. Get us a monetary high five. Blurry photos soaring through the skies with all that audible money. Blurry photos. We're just two guys, but we got rich and you got a free book. Yeah! That's the theme song for audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. I wish it were true. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's animated i I, I wish we got rich (laughs) well i I wish we got paid much of anything.
0: i just read the secret dude i'm putting it out there i see (laughs) i'll never read that
1: book
2: maybe it's on audible
1: oh full (laughs) circle nice
2: anything else man i feel like there is but i i don't know my brain's not working it happens i don't i don't know what's what's going on uh no, I think that's it. I think that's all we got uh, for business this awesome. week. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, I hope thanks you again our to uh, with T Cruclos. Yeah, thanks, thanks again to, to Mr.
2: Crulos for for joining us. And uh, make sure to uh, get your reservations going for the Milwaukee Paracon. Yeah. This year, October 15th and 16th. Do it in Milwaukee, Mhm. Wisconsin.
0: Wisconsin.
2: For this episode of Blurry Photos, I have been the real-life superhero David Flora.
0: And I've been Dave, the source of all paranormal drama, Stecco. Wait, 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 Floor, I got another one. Chicago Podcast
1: Cooperative. All of the talent holding hands. Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Marching digitally forward. Bye. Bye. National Cryptographic has managed for the first time to capture these elusive creatures in their, neighbor, in their native habitat. Join us as we explore the world of the Sesquitch. <laughs>
2: please don't use it as the official theme song of national cryptographic i won't but i'm putting this in the end for sure (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) that
0: is not the song